Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions. While he gave me the teachings I share here, most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidananda Murtaye Nishpapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Bhakta Kaya Kade Haya Namaste Chitsaratmane Heta Veja Gatameva Samsara Navasetave Prabhave Sarva Vidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Swarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. Oh Shiva, your own essence and beingness, your own isness. The one self being all while being you. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. What do you want? Whatever you want, I'll promise you that yoga and meditation will help. It's really wonderful that I can offer you this one thing yoga and meditation, and you'll get what you want. When different people want different things, I don't have to change up what I offer. These teachings and practices give you an inner opening that fulfills your desires, whatever they are. One thing, and you get it all. Pretty amazing. Yet not so amazing. Yoga comes from a cosmic download. Yoga describes itself as a gift from God who gave the teachings and practices 
that give you God inside your own self. Today is Diwali, the biggest festival of the year in India. Also known as Deepavali, it is the festival of lights. The name Deepavali means rose of lights or rose of candles. This festival of light honors the source of light, the bounteous gifts of the goddess in the form of crops from the earth, the joys of life and family, the beauty of nature, the glory of the sunrise and sunset, and more. Happy Diwali. Diwali names and honors the source of your intelligence, your creativity, your heartfelt responsiveness to others and to the world. She, the goddess, is the one divine reality manifesting in the most effulgent form, specifically for the purpose of giving blessings. And the greatest blessing of all is the inner fullness, the inner wholeness of being, that which yoga gives in abundance. Yoga and meditation are well known for their many benefits. Research into their effects has been going on for decades with mounting proof of their effectiveness. Basically, they give you what you want. So take a look at what you want. What brings people to yoga and meditation? What do they want? When you're hale and hearty, you want to be happy. But if your body is giving you problems, you want healing, understandably. So healthy and happy are good goals. Yoga helps with both. And when you're healthy and even happy, what do you want? You want something more, something that is ill-defined in the West. When Yogi Bhajan came to the USA in 1959, he started out teaching yoga in a YMCA. He taught a vigorous approach to yoga poses, focusing on the forceful pumping of your breath in rhythm with physical movements, <laughs> which he named Kundalini Yoga. In every class, he talked about God. The head of the yoga program called him in after a couple of weeks and said, you can't talk about God. What? replied Yogi Bhajan. I mean, it's the YMCA, <laughs> Young Men's Christian Association, so wouldn't you think it could talk about God? But no. <laughs> so Yogi Bhajan agreed and went back to teaching his classes. After another week or so, the head of the yoga program called him in again and said, okay, what's he shit? I mean, what's he shit? Yogi Bhajan said, what do you mean? What's he shit? The director of the yoga program said, what is it? What are you talking about in class? Yogi Bhajan said, you told me I couldn't talk about God. So I talk about he, she, it. He, she, it. <laughs> the program's director said, ah, I see. Well, you can't talk about he, she, it either. <laughs> so Yogi Bhajan quit. <laughs> and he went out and started teaching independently, which led to the founding of his organization called 3HO. It stands for Healthy, happy, holy. That's what we're working on here. 
Yoga and meditation make you healthy, happy, and holy. You get what you want. And it's my job to make you want more. Necessarily, when you're having trouble with your body due to pain, disease, or debility, you want yoga to improve your physical condition. It does. A single yoga class will prove that to you. Meditation also improves your physical condition. Western research into meditation began in the 1960s with Dr. Herb Benson at Harvard Medical School. Some meditators approached him with the idea of doing research on transcendental meditation. Benson went out on the limb with them. At the time, meditation had a really bad rep. Dating from articles in 1930s psychology journals, it describing meditation as inducing a state of dissociation or even catatonia. Benson's pioneering research established the value of meditation for healthcare. His first articles on meditation reported research that proved meditation lowered high blood pressure. It has taken 50 years for this to be accepted, but now the American Heart Association recommends that TM may be prescribed by doctors for heart disease. 50 years of research have proven many other benefits. They include, and this is a short list, brain functioning, creativity, intelligence, and learning ability, criminal rehabilitation, anxiety and stress, aging and longevity, self-actualization, and the integration of personality. A few years after Benson's research began, Dr. Dean Ornish proved similar yet more powerful results with yoga and meditation for heart patients. So we're now at the 1980s. So fast forward, he started in the 60s. So fast forward 20 years, 1980s. John Kabat-Zinn started researching mindfulness meditation at the University of Massachusetts Medical Center. He set it up as an official program within the medical center waiting for other physicians to refer patients to him since there had been 20 years of research proving meditation's benefits. Well, he got no referrals. So he went back to the dean who encouraged the other doctors to refer patients. What Kabat-Zinn got was the no hope, dead end, medicine can't do anything more for you, so you may as well try meditation, patients. <laughs> And so many of them got better that the medical establishment had to stop and take a look at what was going on. It's valuable to recognize that TM and mindfulness are worlds apart. Describing mindfulness, Kabat-Zinn said, he doesn't consider himself a Buddhist. He said, I bent over backwards to structure it and find ways to speak about it that avoided the risk of being seen as Buddhist. He said he was applying the Buddhist concept of mindfulness to Western medicine and secular society. No God. Even if he was a Buddhist, Buddhism says there's no God. No God. By contrast, in TM, for your meditation class, you show up with flowers, and you begin with a traditional ceremony invoking the blessing of the guru. That's Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, a very great yogi, who left his body in 2008. 
you get a secret Sanskrit mantra for your meditation. What we do includes elements of both. We do simple ceremonies like the chant and candle ceremony at every satsang just before meditation. Yet we have the luxury of scientific proof for what we do. Much as Baba described, I can describe meditation this way. Is sleep part of any religion? Does awareness belong only to one group? This is a human capacity to know your own beingness, to know your own self. Yet we use the Sanskrit mantra, and I talk about God and your own divine essence. And it works, even for health and healing. Monthly, we publish a blog in our series, Another Yoga Miracle. They happen all the time. Please allow me to add a footnote. When you've gotten a diagnosis of any kind, yoga alone is not enough. Yoga and meditation alone are not enough. They are a powerful adjunct to your medical care, which may include allopathic medicine as well as Ayurvedic medicine, acupuncture, and yoga therapies. Once you've gotten a diagnosis, you need a broad spectrum approach. We recommend you assemble a therapeutic team. My Baba was always definite about this for himself as well as others. He even established a mobile hospital based in his ashram in India. The buses went out daily to the rural villages for miles around, bringing needed medical care to the poor. So while you get the medical care you need, if you're looking for health and healing, yoga and meditation will help. In 2018, the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, USA organization, in 2018, the CDC reported that meditation was the fastest growing health trend in the United States. That was six years ago. They don't have more recent information. Meditation was the fastest growing health trend in the United States. Note, that's a health trend, not a happiness trend, not a holiness trend. Healthy, happy, and holy. If you're looking for happiness, yoga and meditation will help. How do they help? First and most importantly, they make you happy from the inside out. They also free you from neediness and reactivity, which makes you happier. We're fortunate to have many here at Satsang today who've just finished a week of immersive yoga therapy training. I loved watching the change as they got through the week. They get happier, noticeably happier as the training progresses. Their grins are wider, their eyes are brighter, they laugh easier, they're more helpful to one another, they're also taller, their breath is deeper and easier, and their body feels 10 years younger, or maybe 20. What would you guys say? 10, 20, 10 in a week, yeah, from a week of yoga with meditation included. It's totally predictable. What's happening is that the inner density is thinning. Think of it this way. When you were a baby, you could chew your toes. As a toddler, 
If you fell, you bounced. As a preschooler, no one could keep up with you. Someone once hired a gymnast to follow the lead of a kid playing on a jungle gym. They built a bigger jungle gym with all the crisscrossing bars to climb on and hang on, built to scale for the gymnast compared to kid size. And they said to the gymnast, just follow the kid, do everything he does. And within 30 minutes, the gymnast was flat out on the ground, panting with exhaustion while the kid was going strong. So I have to ask, if you were so flexible and strong back then with inexhaustible energy, what happened to you? It's called densification. You don't have to wait until you're 40 to notice it. I once taught a yoga class at an elementary school to second and third graders. I was shocked to see how many of them, when standing, couldn't bend over and touch their toes. Seven-year-old. Eight-year-olds. And you've been probably adding to it since then. It's very simple. If you open up some of that density, you'll be physically better and you'll even be happier. Why? Because that density blocks your body's capacity for optimal functioning. And it blocks your inner light from shining through. It's like you live with the curtains closed. People close the curtains when they don't want anyone to see in, but also you can't see out. Yoga says you can keep the curtains drawn if you feel you need the buffer zone between you and others. It's okay. What happens as you keep doing yoga and meditation is that the curtains, while they stay closed, they get thinner. Instead of room darkening curtains, they become shears. Now the light can shine in, but people can't see it. You can see out, but they can't see it. In my metaphor, your curtains have become shears that let the light shine through. But what I'm really talking about is that the inherent light of your own being shines out as you de-densify. That light that's already there shines more fully. Your body becomes more alive while you get happier and happier. Yoga does this for you. Meditation does it as well. How? Well, with yoga poses and breathing practices, you're using your body to make a change in your mind. And with meditation, you're using your mind to make a change in your mind. And the change in your mind makes a change in your body. I'll go through that again. With yoga poses and breathing practices, you're using your body to make a change in your mind. And with meditation, you're using your mind to make a change in your mind. And the change in your mind makes a change in your body as well. When your mind de-densifies, You've got a whole new lease on life. You've got ideas, creativity. You bubble over with happiness that arises from within, which you want to share. You love to help others. Look for opportunities to give and to share, all from the goodness of your heart, which you're able to find. Because yoga and meditation have opened up space inside 
So you can see all the way in to the beneficence that is ever arising within. This is the first way that yoga and meditation make you happy from the inside out. There's a second way that yoga and meditation help make you happy by changing your neediness and reactivity. You're only needy when you're not happy. Now, I'm assuming that your basic life needs are handled, that you have shelter, food, and clothing, and valued relationships. Most people looking for yoga and meditation have already managed these important needs. And what else do you need? Once your basics are met, you're looking for things that will make you happy. Except, if you're already happy, what things do you need to look for? You may still need some supplies before the first snow, so you're ready to shovel or salt the walk. You might see that your car needs a trip to the gas station. Yes, these day-to-day -day tasks continue, but do they make you feel needy? No. So if you're not needy, you won't be reactive. You only react to things when they're not going the way you wanted. But the way you wanted, that's about you having those things be what makes you happy. And if you're already happy, will you be reactive? Let me go through it again. <laughs> Third time through. It can be hard to grasp. Start over here. I'm not happy. <laughs> A, I'm not happy. B, so I need this. B will make me happy. C, oh, but C is happening instead. C makes me unhappy. Now I'm reacting. Except what if you started with A, I'm happy. I'm happy. And B comes along and you see it. And so you say, B, that's nice. I could do it or not do it. I'm already happy, so I don't need it. And it's fine if I go with it too. And then C happens, you go, oh, look, C's happening instead. Isn't that interesting? I'm happy. Are you going to be reactive? No, because you're already happy. You did your yoga and meditation today. You only react when you're not happy. So if yoga and meditation make you happier, when will you be needy and reactive? And if you're not reactive, then you're going to be even happier, constantly happy, all the time happy. What a way to live. So life is good. And you can go and do all the things that you choose, but remember to do the things that make you able to be so happy. Don't skip out on your yoga and meditation. Keep doing them if you want to continue to be happy and healthy too. It's like putting money in the bank with compounding interest. And if you're not healthy enough or not happy enough, then do more yoga. Yes, it's very simple. It's like this. If $10 makes you happy, how about $100? <laughs> and if $100 makes you happier, how about 
If you want more happiness, do more of what makes you happy. And I know that yoga and meditation make you happy. What is it that you want anyway? Baba said it this way. We live our entire lives with the hope of attaining happiness. Everything we do, we do for the sake of happiness. We live our entire lives with the hope of attaining happiness. Everything we do, we do for the sake of happiness. So, healthy and happy, is that enough? You'd like to think so, right? You spend most of your time and energy, especially your mental energy, trying to get things just right so that, just like everyone says, be whatever you say you want will make you A, happy, because if you get it all just right, then you'll be happy. That's the way they tell us it works. doesn't work very well, but that's what they tell us. So I asked a group once, did you ever get all your ducks in a row? I had asked several groups as I traveled around and taught in different cities and countries, did you ever get it all set up so it was going perfectly? All told, I'd asked about 400 people. And one woman said, yes. I was pleasantly surprised. So I asked, really? What happened? She said, everything was going perfectly. My kids were healthy and doing well in school. My husband was happy at work and came home on time for dinner. The gardener came every week. Both cars were running well. I said, how long did it last? She said, months. And then she went on. She said, I began to wonder, with everything all so perfect, why am I so unhappy? Shouldn't I be happy now? What did you do? I asked her. I started yoga, she said. Now that's a sign of intelligence. Because healthy and happy is not enough by itself. There is more to you than your body, but you want to be healthy. There is more to you than your mind and heart, as important as they both are. That something more is a deeper essence, what yoga calls your own self. Baba described it this way. Happiness is our true nature. Our inner self is the embodiment of happiness. Our inner self is the embodiment of happiness. He went on. He said, the Upanishads say this entire universe is created out of the bliss of God and that it arises from bliss, lives in bliss, and in the end, merges in bliss. So this bliss, which comes from God, is our birthright. However, we haven't found the real abode of bliss. We haven't learned how to obtain it. And for this reason, we remain unhappy. The closer we get to the inner self, the more happiness we experience. Baba said, the closer we get to the inner self, the more happiness we experience. This is what you have been seeking for so long. It's not just the bliss, as vital as that is. It's the source of the bliss, which is your own self your own divine essence, O Shiva. 
and you get it from one who has it, one who knows their own self and is authorized within the tradition. Such a yogi is able to give you access to your own self. We sing a song before our meditation, Jota Se Jota. One of my favorite verses I translated into English so we can sing and understand it. Asleep within me through countless ages, asleep within me through countless ages, waken chit shakti within me. Teacher of truth, awaken my inner light. Remove the darkness concealing me. Teacher of truth, awaken my inner light. Antara me yuga yuga se soi. Antara me yuga yuga se soi. Chitti shakti kojagavo. Sadaguru jota se jota jagavo. Mira antara timira mitavo. Sadaguru jota se jota jagavo. Yes, you yearn for more. It is that yearning that took me to my Baba and fueled my journey through the stratospheric levels he opened up within me, asleep within me through countless ages. Waken chit shakti within me. Waken the energy of consciousness to arise within me. Chit, consciousness, shakti, energy. The uplifting, enlivening, enlightening energy of consciousness within. You have longed for this for lifetimes and lifetimes, yearning to know, yearning to feel, yearning to be that which you already are. This is the inner awakening that brings the light of your divinity up within so you can see you. It's not about others seeing you. It's about you seeing you. This is why we're here. This is why I'm here. This is why I came to Baba and why I stay. Healthy, yes. More and more. Happy, yes. More and more. Holy, yes. More and more. What do I want? I want what I've got, my own self. Whatever you want, I promise you that yoga and meditation will help. It's very simple. I offer you this one thing, yoga and meditation, and you'll get what you want. When different people want different things, I don't have to change up what I offer. These practices give you an inner opening that fulfills your desires, whatever they are, one thing and you get it all. Pretty amazing. Baba said it this way, happiness lies inside, and to attain it, we need to turn within. The inner self is filled with bliss. It is to experience the self, to come close to the self, that we practice yoga and meditation. Om Svarupa Svasva Bhava Namo Namaha.